Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC. Howdy, DC On Screen fans. How would you like a piece of original artwork from one of us here at DC On Screen? All right, we're aware that you've never thought of that before, but here's the deal. We need your help um, because the internet is a giant monster that requires numbers and regular feeding times. And then these, these, these algorithm things that are like our personal demons that we can't defeat alone. Do the right thing. Go over to iTunes. Give us a, a five-star review or a more honest review if you feel absolutely led to. And then email yeah. us at dconscreen at gmail.com. What we're going to need you to do is just write in an address, tell us who you are, give us whatever address you want to want us to send you something at. You know, if we if you don't want us to know where you live, send it to your neighbors and go steal his mail, whatever. Yeah. Just give us that, and then we need you to write Dave or Jason, and then we need you to write the name of a character. We're going to send you a piece of artwork. All yeah. I can say about it is that one of us is a good artist and one of us is not. If you've actually been listening to every episode, you might know the secret answer to that, uh, to who you should really ask. But um, hey, or toss hell, a coin. Man, you know. Once you once you get the picture from us, uh, take a picture of it or scan it or something. Send it back to us, and we'll put it on Facebook, just Tell like us. we do with your DC loot. Yeah. <laughs> Send it back with like critiques if you want to. We don't give a fuck, I, you know. <laughs> Draw over it, you know. Pull a Deadpool. Right? One of us might cry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll both probably we'll both probably cry, but whatever. Point is, you know, it's it's come that time. It's it's the classic call to action. We need some. We need to get out there. We need to get a little bit of the uh, the review game going. Um, and uh, this is this is our humble offering. Yeah, humble offering. Very humble. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't say it any better myself, man. That was a good pitch. Oh, thank you. All right. With that said, uh, settle in for a new episode of DC on Screen. Welcome to DC On Screen. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason. Hey! And, man, it has been long awaited, but we're finally here. Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow, Episode 1, Season 1, Pilot Part 1. Pilot 1. So, you know, oh man, Rip Hunter. Oh. I, I, I can He's start out by uh, my first comment would be this: I haven't had this much fun watching a premiere in a while. Yeah, I squealed, Gideon. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, one hundred percent fun front to back for me. I, I realize that fifty percent of the internet, based on what I've seen, disagrees. Poppycock. What? What do you mean? Who di- who disagrees? <laughs> oh. People had problems with the episode, like, oh, it's a little, it's a little clunky, and it's kind of, it's a little bit of, there's a lot, way a lot of exposition, like you can't do any dialogue that's not. Of course, there fucking is. There's like eleven yeah. characters in this ensemble cast. Yeah, there are eleven fucking characters that yeah. we we now, know were established characters. Of course, there is. I thought they did a fucking great job with it most of the time. Though. Um, yeah, I had qualms, and um, actually, just as I did with the Arrow and the Flash, uh, Bethany Johnson wrote into us. That's my girlfriend. She said, I fully enjoyed the premiere of Legends, as did we, uh-huh. obviously. She said, here are my qualms. I really liked Professor Stein, but he was incredibly selfish to a drug Jefferson to get his way. I agreed. I actually wrote down um, 
something in regards to Stein getting all Cosby on that shit. Right. Um, <laughs> she said, I, is it I like kinda, Stein? I supported it in a way that was like, like later he says, I'm, I, I'm doing him a favor. I believe that he believes that. Yes. I And I can't fault, like, I think I might have made the same decision. If you told me I could <sighs> travel back and forth in time, I, dude, yeah, I don't know. Dude, Victor, I don't think I have enough respect for people's personal space not to fucking completely right. fuck them over. I, I think you know I would what? probably do it. You know what? Victor Gar- Victor Garber sold me on that when he is when he's telling him like I don't know how many adventures I have left. Like, oh man, yeah, that's that is oh that's some heavy truth, man. And I mean, for a guy like him, like shit, man, I'm not even a quantum physicist, and I would probably drug somebody to go on a time traveling adventure. It's a time traveling like, adventure. Shit. <laughs> You know, you you got me at time traveling. I don't even have to have an adventure. I just take me to another time and let me just sit there. I'm good. Um, You're just approached by the doctor. This is no time, no, no time to to stop and balk uh, at things. <laughs> um, she says it isn't like Stein wanted to borrow a shirt from Jefferson and took it without asking. <laughs> he forced Jefferson into a dangerous, unknown situation in which he may be killed. That's fair. That is all accurate, but, and I still would have done it. But I'm like, you know, I don't remember. Like, what does Jefferson? Yeah, what does Jefferson have in his time? Like, I, I'm not even going to go that deep with it. I'm not. I'm going to sit here and judge the guy. I'm not yeah. even going to make it sound like I was trying to do him a favor. I'm just going to tell the guy, dude, fuck you. You're coming with me because this is how it's going to be. I'm sorry. Here, you know, here's the unfortunate thing, like. Because like he was, they tried to have this scene between Jefferson and and Stein. And Jefferson's like, "I'm not going anywhere. I'm 20 years old and I'm a mechanic." And I'm like, that, "That's not an that argument." Sounds like a stay. great reason to hop on a damn ship and go somewhere. <laughs> right. I understand they needed to kind of flesh out Jefferson a little bit for the audience, but I, how much more would you have liked to have seen him, Stein, actually talk to his wife? And be like, "Hey, do you mind if I like go on the tra- time traveling adventure <laughs> <laughs> and maybe never come back home?" Right. Um, no, I mean, I've, you know, we've seen the trailer. And Either I'll never be back trailer. again, or I'll be back exactly like right now, and you'll never notice I was gone. Yeah, yeah. And there's a, there's a shot in the trailer of like him looking at his hand all Back to the Future style, and like Stein's ring is disappearing, his wedding ring. So yeah, I'm assuming in Pilot Part Two, he's gonna some do something. To I don't know if it's Pilot Part Two, but it's, it's on the agenda. Yeah. Um, well, I, I assume it's Pilot Part Two because they're still in 1975. Yeah. That's, I mean, well, but we don't know how far back or forward they're going. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but yeah. I mean, it it could so prove maybe that this address she had an ancestor that he fucks up like a few hundred years before. We don't know. Yeah, yet. I guess you're right. Um, Bethany continues. She said, "I hated Sarah Lance's white canary get up. Her hair looked filthy and unwashed, and her outfit, sorry, Cisco, was not white. <laughs> it had a familiar tint to it." My grandmother recently found my flower girl dress from a wedding I was in 26 years ago. She found mm-hmm. it in her attic, where it had, it had been stored inside a paper grocery bag for over 20 years. The mm-hmm. tent is called Old Filth. Sarah, <laughs> you look like you needed a shower and a trip to the laundromat, buddy. <laughs> I kind of agree. It's, it's I don't, She's ivory canary. Yeah, she's rough looking. I don't... I don't, yeah, she doesn't, like, the hair slick back thing, it, I don't know. I didn't, it did. I didn't she, care. She, she Honest to God, gross. like, I have never enjoyed Sarah Lance more than I did during this episode. I, I didn't really have a problem with the costume. I, that, yeah. I mean, I thought it was a little bit odd. I didn't see, it's one of those costumes where you look at it and go, why do you want to move around in that? That's weird. Now, look, look, my problem, more so than even that, was 
dude, when the hell did Laurel have time in like 36 hours to make that suit? Or even that get was, Cisco that to make was, that suit? Yeah, I have that one written down in particular. Like, when did Laurel, when did that now, get done? Like, Cisco's it is quick, Cisco? but damn. It is Cisco, and Laurel probably knows that like her sister can't, can't pretty much can't stay away, or right. you know, she told Cisco like, "Hey, buddy, in Central City, uh, my sister might actually, but we're both bot canary. What what happens if we both want to do the thing?" He probably already had that shit made. I mean, uh, the best headcanon I can come up with for it is that this was just a great opportunity for her to present the pitch that she was going to do anyway, where she had Cisco design like a white canary mm-hmm. thing, and she already had the whole speech planned about like, mm-hmm. why don't you try to live in the light and all that? Yeah. Um, I, and you know, Laurel's character like that actually doesn't strike me as something that she might not do. Um, that's believable for me, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's a lot of that's a lot of backup stuff to explain, dude. Why did you have that ready already? Yeah. <laughs> um oh, excuse me. I'll tell you though, her in the bar fight, phenomenal. Yeah, that was fun. Phenomenal. That was fun. Um loved it. It is like the suit even like the suit and the hair actually even complement her and I actually wrote it down the way she's acting here. She's like, I say we go get weird in the seventies. Yeah, that looks pretty weird, buddy. <laughs> I mean and, that looks perfectly right. This is what getting weird in the seventies <laughs> might might look like. I I kind of wish that instead of the dude coming over and being like, we're going into the parking lot, baby, man. Instead of that, he would have just come up and she would have expected him to do that and everyone else would. The audience expectation was like, oh, here comes the jackass to, to you know, do whatever. And instead of that, he's just like, excuse me, ma'am, why do you have a utility belt? <laughs> Seems like a fair question. Does seem like a perfect Or like, you know, question. have a guy come up and be like, that utility belt is exactly what I need for my constru- my construction job. Where did you find it? <laughs> Leaves it seems a card, to move with your wave. hips. I love the way it moves with you as you dance, and it you know it looks like it would be a real help to me for discreet adventures I might be planning on having. <laughs> no, you can't make him Wayne. You don't make him Batman. <laughs> Sorry, Good. pull up utility belt. That's where I'm going. I know. I um, know. yeah, dude. I, I, I oh, man, I had so much fun with the fucking. I don't, like, I don't know where to start with how much fun I had and where. Don't even know exactly mm. what the beginning of that story is. Like. Oh, here's here was a qualm that I had that I, you know, I'm assuming there might. Well, I don't know. No. Okay, we have like Ray and Oliver's watching him on the monitor, and then like Ray like upsizes and takes out some dudes, and then all of a sudden Rip Hunter is there and he like flashes him. You know, and knocks uh-huh. him out purportedly. Mm-hmm. Why isn't Oliver he just gets like? All, it's a like, men in black machine, is what that is. Yeah, is is that what it is? So Oliver saw the the flash and just said, "Oh, I don't know." I, don't, I, I guess really Ray's don't. not there. Like I'm just sitting there going, "Like why isn't why isn't Oliver just like scouring the city for Ray?" Like oh, first Felicity, right. now this. That part I assumed. Like I was actually okay with that because yeah, there's like. Arrow would probably scour the city a little bit, but he would have absolutely zero luck. And then Ray shows up not too long after. Yeah, but but Oliver does not seem at all concerned or surprised to see Ray. And by the way, it's not a Men in Black machine because uh, like uh, Mick woke up and like described him perfectly. So I don't yeah. mean the memory erasing machine. I just mean the giant yeah. flashing light and then everything changes part. But well, uh, yeah, I was just thinking memory f- erasing no, no, because no. Oliver didn't care. No, nothing like that. 
It's but, just Oliver's just like, he's a superhero now. He, he's got this. I just watched a bearded guy drag him off somewhere, but meh, whatever. He's good. Well, I assumed that I really did. I assumed that kind of Oliver looked into it, but at the same time, he's dealing with Damien Dark and all this other crap, so he's really not got a lot of time to go dealing with Ray shit right now. Ray's got a super suit. He can handle his fucking self. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but every time, every single time, if, if Oliver's on another show, he, he's always got, he's, a, he's got more levity than he does in his show. Every single time. Every time. He's funnier here every and more charming time. here than he is on his show. Yeah. He is. I mean, it just, it, even just, even just the, the fake bravado, like, yeah, it's just a bunch of guy with, guys with guns. You've got a super suit. You're fine, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still more fun. Um, now, I did I did see a complaint, and I did have the same complaint that, like, why isn't Ray concerned about Felicity? Why isn't he like, hey, how's Felicity or anything? Apparently, there is. Actually, I saw it. Uh, Brandon Routh said that there was a scene that they did, they deleted mm-hmm. where he actually asks Oliver, when he shows up, he asks Oliver is Felicity okay? How's she doing or whatever? And they cut it for time. So this should be a, div- a deleted scene somewhere on a DVD, I guess. Okay. I mean, I, um, I'm sure I could nitpick the crap out of that. Like maybe there's, what did that cost? Five and a half seconds to do or something. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some moment we could have cut out somewhere, but mm-hmm. it's Aside not the end of the world for me. It's really not. Cause it, yeah, like, those are, Ray knows those are that my few nitpicks. In, well, it's like he, she knows, he knows she's in trouble, but he also knows that she survived the, the, Mm-hmm. surgery at least at this point and um yeah time travel so time travel yeah i mean again i may just be like diving truly deeply diving into just how shallow i am be here but but time travel so yeah. sorry felicity yeah plus I mean, he's rip, thing, rip specifically yeah, says yeah like I rip specifically says that. that you're gonna come back to exactly this moment so he i uh, to me mm-hmm. ray would figure like well okay go have the john adventure and then I'll come back and deal with Felicity then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, or I can just go back and fix it. Right. Whatever. Um, oh, that'd be good. I did enjoy, he he tells Oliver he's a time travel, or sorry, time master Ooh, from the 22nd would, century. Kind of hard to Google. Yeah, that was a good, that was a really good line. That would be a good, mm-hmm. uh, you, all right, they could do both of these pr- problems in one episode. If if Ray does come back and attempt to fix the uh, the shooting, Mm-hmm. Like, that'd be a fun scene, like where, where you get to see how much Ray actually does still care, and I'm sure he does. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just the kind of guy who would still care. But, but when he tells Oliver, "I died once, nothing oh, happened, yeah, no one cared," dude, like shit. That is like, some oh. deeply existential. You got to go figure yourself out, kind of thing. It it just is. Yeah, yeah. All of all of uh. yeah, man. And that's gotta suck too. I, that's the the one of the hidden mercies of death is not really getting to see what effect you had for good or ill on mm-hmm. on the rest of of humanity and uh man oh. and this dude is a genius billionaire who can create all these cool things and no one cared all of it mattered died. exactly nothing yeah i mean it was, uh, it was it's a brutal argument. and then it's a hell then, of a spoilers. pitch too to be able to go up to people and tell it and the way he describes it at the end of the episode like when this is what you're going into i'm sorry but yeah like, if yeah if like the way rip when he when Rip finally confesses about everything, like no, you're not legends. I made all that up. I had to. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, you you were chosen specifically because none of you matter. Ugh. Yeah, and that's got to be. I know that's an emotional roller coaster, but it's Ugh. two wonderful pitches back to back. On the first thing, mm-hmm. he tells tells everybody like you're so special. I could have gone to any time, any place, anywhere. I picked this spot. Well, fuck. Mm-hmm. How do you turn that down, right? And then like obviously the first person to speak up and go, I'm in is Ray. It just it is. It just should be Ray. 
and mm-hmm. uh, like followed directly by Martin, right? Um, mm-hmm. And when he comes back to it later, like you completely demolish the standing of your your first pitch, but that's got to be just as devastating to to hear and just as hard to say no to. Was no, I, I picked you because you're completely fucking meaningless. Would you like to do something about that? Yeah, you don't know why they. It made sense to me after watching this first episode why they that article a few weeks ago said that it, they were the Avengers but sadder or something or like the sad version of the <laughs> Avengers whatever it was. It's just yeah, like oh that. man, the Avengers of sadness. I oh. think was the phrase. Yeah, it was just like oh. <clears throat> I still don't not like the that, phrasing. But, Semantically, it's yeah. ripe with irresponsibility. But other than that, I know. But uh, dude, I mean, when when Boardman dies, like the we. Right after we find out that he's the son of the Hawks or whatever we're calling him, yeah, the Halls or whatever. Oh, that was that was rough, man. It was. Ugh. I mean, that was really rough. And uh, Darvel's scene with his like clutching his kid was thought he a great yeah. guy. I think he did. I, I, there wasn't oh, man. a person Darvel's on this cast anyway. that I thought, oh, that was kind of weak. I thought everyone here did a fucking great job. Yeah, Darvel's just phenomenal anyway. Yeah, yeah, he, he <sighs> truly is. Uh, God, that kid's good. But he um. <laughs> and I kind of, especially, there were a couple of times where I just, I, I'm watching going like, cool, so this is Suicide Squad, and he's graduated to being the doctor now. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I love that um, the Time Masters are after him. Yeah. Uh, we were, we were, I was oh. wrong. That wasn't Black Beetle. That was totally Cronus. Totally Cronus. Um, yeah. And I laughed my ass off when he killed the dude bros. <laughs> right. Right. Judging your worth to the timeline. Sorry, bro. <laughs> you ain't mean shit. Um, I, 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 shit, man. I loved it at the at the end where they're he's like, "Are you guys still in?" And they're all like, they all have their very noble reasons for doing the thing. Like, we're gonna change our destiny, and we're we can do this, and blah blah blah. And then it just cuts cuts over to Mick, and he goes, "I like killing people." Right. He actually, and they had been warning me, and in, in some of the pieces, some of the articles uh, coming up. I had been kind of warned that, okay, so Dominic Purcell's going to be the funny one here. And I'm sitting there the whole time going, yeah, fuck you, I'll believe it when I see it. No, he made me laugh. He made me laugh several times. I enjoyed the shit mm-hmm. out of his character. Like, he really he's, he's a great job at comic relief on this episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, I I was listening to uh, Fat Man on Batman earlier, and he, like, Kevin Smith said something that I had not... Uh, I had not, I'd never thought about it until just now, or until he said it. Uh, Domin- uh, not, uh, Wentworth Miller does, he does really kind of, in a way, make oh, me think of James Spader. Did I mix those up? No. Okay. Wentworth Miller's uh, Captain Cold. Okay, just, I, I thought I'd said the wrong one there for a second. Yeah, just like, yeah, like every, like his, his delivery is not, it's not like an imitation or anything, but yeah, it does, re- like the way he plays the character does remind me of like the way James Spader acts. I agree. And in the best possible ways, I agree. In the best possible ways. He, so, yeah. he, he takes a lot of uh, a lot of the stuff that I really like about Spader's kind of uh, weird, disconnected performances sometimes, and and does I think a yeah. great job with it. Yeah. And there you know, are people. Sucks, have, you, have you known people in your life that have a way of reacting so strangely to a situation that you're like engulfed by the minutia of their their of their face almost? You just you're watching all the all the wheels turn, and you're just. You know that a normal person should have responded by now, but they end up like taking the power in the conversation, like taking the initiative of it, because they react so strangely that it, it becomes it does. It's it's got that enigmatic feel to it. Um I don't know anyone like that in my real life, but I'm far too self centered. <laughs> 
I, I really have. I've known a couple of people that just you'll you'll say a sentence to them, and the way they volley that back to you is just so fascinating that like I'm hanging on their word, just going like, what what sentence are you creating in that strange mind of yours right now? And then it ends up being something <laughs> entirely normal, but it, it comes in this strange package. It's fascinating. Yeah, I guess there are people like that. I would assume. I've met a couple. They're they're out there. Fair enough. <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, by the way, um, one set yeah. design problem I had: the, the Hawks. Okay. How long have the Hawks been like out and about? I do not know. Because I mean, if Carter, like, did Carter have like a sweet little job before he went and tried to find Shiar? Because dude, he's yeah, got a nice know. apartment. He does. That was a swank pad. I mean, maybe he's still a uh, an archaeologist or whatever. Surely you could make like some money as a there. historian. Doing what he does, right? Yeah. I mean, did he say that he was a historian at some point? I don't know that he said what the hell he does with his time. It's, it's Since he's been on screen, he's spent most of his time trying to convince uh, Kendra that, that she's not Kendra. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I doubt very much that they had time to actually even go into that. Uh, and I'm okay with that. I'm like, you know what? Uh, yeah, whatever. they just have a place. I mean, Move on. He, he always finds... I just figured he's always like an historian and archaeologist whenever, because he's always trying to find those damn hawk helmets and shit. So. Yeah, he is a hell of a seeker, man. He's, he's yeah. Mm-hmm. I really, I, I don't know, man. It, it, like, the bottom line for the show is this is a lot of fun. Yeah, just sitting there thinking about it. I, I, I keep having to look at notes or I wouldn't even know where to start. Um, something that cracked me the fuck up, though. Um, they're all sitting there outside of the uh, outside of the ship right before it kind of decloaks. Mm-hmm. When it actually does decloak, did you see the mm-hmm. giant fucking grin on Ray Palmer's face? Yes, I actually wrote it down. I, I wrote, uh, let's see, Ray's childlike big shit-eating grin right. at the Wave Rider. Yeah. It's yeah. just, he. I don't know that he's ever been this happy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Like everyone Absolutely else not. is a little bit, oh my god! But and Sarah just kind of thinks, well, that's pretty cool. I mean, come on, she's come back from the mm-hmm. dead. She, she, a ship isn't going to completely knock her dick in the dirt. But yeah, Ray is just taken. I think he 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 wants to make romantic advances toward the ship. Mm-hmm. Probably. I don't know that a blame, blame him. him. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Oh, and uh, a particular line that I loved. Uh, when when they decide they're gonna go get crazy in the seventies, uh, mm-hmm. I believe it was weird. Actually, go get weird so. in the seventies or whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah. So Jackson's character is gonna hang out. He says, "Y'all just gonna leave me here?" And Snart tells him, "Like I said, I'd take care of you." Mm-hmm. Meaning your ass is gonna stay right the hell here. Mm-hmm. I really I, I like that one. I like, it, but that it was the first hint you, you might see of like maybe Snart could lead this team. You know? Oh yeah. I even love when he was like, you know, we we go out for a drink and. Come back and you guys have started a fight with Boba Fett. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good job. Okay. Uh, and they not even they didn't even they, it's not not only did they sneak in a Star Wars reference like when uh, when uh, Kronos is is throwing the thermite bombs at the Wave Rider. Mm-hmm. Jack says, "Don't you have some kind of photon torpedoes?" I heard photon Star torpedo. Trek reference. I was like, "Man, you got all the way the fuck around on this one, didn't you?" You did. You did. I was just waiting for the you know. I was just waiting for uh, Sam Beckett to show up. I don't know. Right. <laughs> You've already got who? Just all over the board. You've got that. Yeah. Where's the Doc Brown reference? I don't know. Yeah, Where's... seriously. But, yeah, like if a DeLorean had rolled by at some point in the background, you'd be like, yep, that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. um, so 
Yeah. And I even enjoyed like, really... uh, Palmer talking to Stein. Uh, another one of those just little lines I love. Like, he, he's, yeah, come here, Mr. Palmer. Seriously, it's Doctor. Like, Yeah, I love. Like, that is so important for Ray's story arc. I love Stein that Martin Stein give can't remember. Stein doesn't a fuck. Like, even Ray. Ray is like. <sighs> Ray is like an ignored version of that dude. What is that dude's name? I can't remember his name. Elon Musk. He's like an ignored version <laughs> of Elon Musk. <laughs> but say, like, if you can't no remember his name, point taken. Or I guess it would be more accurate to say he's like the the uh, the the ignored version of Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, he really if, is. If, he's just like no one gives a shit. Yeah, which, in all fairness, may happen if Tony Stark passed too. Everyone like, yeah, it was an egotistical fuck. Great tech and everything, but I can't afford it, so fuck no, that guy. You know, no, you know what it would be. You know, you know why. And that this this is just my own personal opinion. It has nothing to do with anything that's on the show or represented in the movies necessarily. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. um, I think Ray is too decent a guy. He doesn't go out. He doesn't sleep with a bunch of women. He doesn't get all debaucherous and shit. No one cares. Like the reason Tony ca- oh, people yeah. care so much about Tony <laughs> is because he's basically a Kardashian with brilliance. Yeah, you're not gonna see like there's no TMZ backfile on Ray Palmer. Doesn't happen. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> the gossip columns are just starving for this guy. They had no idea. Yeah, no idea what to yeah. do with it. I like that. So um, and it it does it puts him in his place a little bit. Like now I'm wondering, you know, it, in the context of the show is. Palmer or Stein supposed to be smarter? I, I actually can't. <laughs> two different. I, th- I would say two different things, like completely, almost like. I, I would say I they would be two, two different, different kinds, kinds of, of smart. Yeah, but it seems like there's there. People always kind of want to rank them though on, on the base mm-hmm. intelligence thing, right? And I, I'm kind of wondering which one the show's pitching us. Like, uh, I think um, if I pulled the, the writers' room would, right now, like I wonder what they'd say. They would probably say Mr. Terrific. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a good point. But um, yeah, I I don't think it matters. I, I think it matters that we think that Stein is at least smarter than Ray for just a minute, just so Ray can get his mind around the fact that he doesn't remember him. Right. Oh, and the two of them on screen—they're like a a sci-fi expo machine. Mm-hmm. Like you can get through expositional dialogue about the sci-fi expo aspects of the show in one fucking hallway. Don't even have to turn yeah, the camera. Yeah, it's almost like you don't need one of them. <laughs> right. You. Oh man, I it just it, how many chunks of dialogue were just shortened to like two two nerds just talking about how science works? Done. Out. Yep. Period. And from a storytelling perspective, from a writer's perspective, I would say one of them's gonna one of them's doomed. Um, probably Stein. I think he costs more right now. I think yeah, I think Victor Garber costs more to have on screen than Brandon Routh does. Oh yeah, he's got top billing too. So if I had to pick somebody, I think it's him. But I mean, how are you? Know, how, I mean, yeah, you got Superman in your cast. Yeah, one of the you know worst who, outings. You know of who? Yeah, exactly. It didn't exactly raise your stock. There, I mean, you know, like hell, Scott. This is Scott Pilgrim versus the World did more for Brandon Routh's stock. This is this is the we're in the United States of America. The only way you can outrank Superman is if you're Jesus. <laughs> and Victor, Victor Garber was Jesus in Godspell. So that's a good point. Kind of. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> In the pecking order, yeah. Uh, <laughs> weird version of Superman versus a weird version of Jesus? Eh. Of course, if you look at Man of Steel, they're kind of the same. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> I anyway. Um, I really like... 
God, a lot of the a lot of the characters just worked well together. And you know, later when uh, when Jackson decides he wants to forgive Stein for uh, for taking him out on this, first of all, I am immediately willing to give the scene credence. Like I I'm sure, mm-hmm. for instance, I'm gonna bet that Bethany didn't think that was enough, just based on her earlier take. Because watching it objectively, I don't think that's enough. Same mm-hmm. time, I'm already predisposed to the idea that. Well, dude, you should have shut the fuck up, gotten over it, and been on the ship of your own volition. It, he shouldn't have had to drug you. So right. I'm already so far in that camp that for me that's enough. And on top of it, kind of liked his football analogy. Kind of did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like he, like Gar- Garber, um, Stein should have just been like, yeah, you are a 20-year-old mechanic, and, and you don't want to go time travel? That's the problem with your generation. You guys have no motivation. Right. <laughs> you goddamn millennials football. get on the ship you piece of shit <laughs> you can't play football now boo hoo right. you don't have you don't have any smarts you can't do anything you gotta be a mechanic now you're a settler mechanic's That's a real job yeah. it is it is but you just pointed out how it was a shitty job <laughs> mechanics a so what argument? good thing to do with your life if you haven't been offered time so- travel so what argument are you making here, I can, sir? I can come up with any number of jobs that are perfectly good ways to spend your life and support your loved ones. And all of them are trumped by until you're offered time travel as the alternative. I mean, we're sitting here trying to figure out who's smarter, Ray or Stein. You're telling me that Stein couldn't lawyer Jackson to get his ass on the ship without drugging him? Come on, man. Oh, I just think it was a time constraint situation. <laughs> yeah. Well, Just I think it was important to see him do all possibility. Like, I figure if you're going to drug somebody, you've got like one chance to to do that. I, yeah, and I really hope because if they, they were, were already arguing for, about it, and he's like, you know what, have a drink. No, have a drink, damn you. Yeah, yeah. I really hope what they were going for is they really wanted us to think that it was really bad, a really terrible thing to do, mm-hmm. because that would very that very nicely shows us like. Yes, he is this damn desperate, like to have this final adventure or whatever. Right, that that part worked for so. him. And I even liked, uh, you know, Jackson kind of telling him, like, "Dude, you didn't look like you watching you run across that field. You didn't look like you were on your last adventure." Mm-hmm. Kind of like that too. Oh, by the way, and uh, I, I I had missed this note, and we were talking about it earlier. But Bethany, I have gray canary question mark as one of my notes. <laughs> nice. I'd forgotten about Nicely that. Done. <laughs> I ran out of room on that page and started writing down the margin in an opposite direction. So I hadn't read it until just now. Right. You know what shit would have looked like? It looked like uh, <laughs> when you like cook a piece of cod, <laughs> like codfish. Like when you <laughs> look a, at the skin kipper, of a codfish. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, that's all I've got on Legends tomorrow, man. It's a it's a big actiony show full of lots of fun, and I can't wait for the next episode. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. That that was huge for me. And by the way, it's not like they've given us a little bit to deal with. Like you got Vandal Savage tromping through time, having his way with it, and then you know the guys they sent in from another ring. Like Kronos took on that entire team. Mm-hmm. Formidable. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Formidable. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I mean, I, I, the the last thing I wrote down before I like flipped the page and and went on to the next show. Uh, I had to watch a couple of these in succession this week. Last thing I wrote down was, I'm in love. That's it. That's my last note on the show. That's fair. I am. I'm taken. I'm, I'm, I have warms and fuzzies. By the way, what is, what is, uh, Jefferson's last name? I don't know. New Firestorm? Is it Jackson? I thought his name was, oh, Jesus Christ. What have I done? Now I've gotten confused. (laughs) 
Yeah, his name is Jefferson Jackson. It is, it is. It... My God. Yeah, and that's not even whole cloth either. Oh, okay. Well, that actually makes more sense. What's that? It's just, it's a poor name. It's, like, it's one of those names where... It is. Where you would prefer to do it pretty much any other way. And this makes sense, too, because when I heard it, I thought, God, that sounds so 1970s black guy. Yeah, it... it that's the thing. It actually like, actively reminded me of the Neil Adams story where he was talking about how they were going to call uh I think it was going to be Jefferson Jackson something like yeah, that or when Washington they were they were Jackson originally going to make uh yeah I think it was like Washington John Stewart. Jackson and they were going to make Jack Yeah. This is according to Neil Adams, so take it for what you will. According to him. Um but yeah, they were going to like rename him or they were going to they were finally going to have a, a like a a black GL and they um the editor at the time was going to name him like Washington Jackson or something. It, like, it was Black Washington Black Jefferson or something. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it was just <laughs> the most obvious damn like. I don't know. So I, I, I was. I'm. I'm a little mm-hmm. happy that that because it seriously in, in like 2015. I'm saying that because that's when this show is being developed. But like 2015, mm. that's kind of a. Come on, dude. Pick a normal yeah. fucking name. <laughs> we don't but you know he. But look, he was a uh, in the comics. He was a uh, fellow student uh, at, with Ronnie Raymond at Bradley High School. Okay, cool. That works. I, so he's he's a character that they came up with. <laughs> yeah, fire, firestorm. There's first of all, there's several firestorms, and I, I lose track. And then second, it's just he doesn't come up a lot in no. my reading. I, I will like. say this though. It is weird. I guess they just couldn't get the actor back, and they didn't want to recast. But there was a Jason Rush on an early episode of The Flash. Yeah, yeah, you've mentioned, you've mentioned. So uh, I, I don't know why that guy wasn't used. I don't know. Whatever. I think they probably would have just pulled the same name out, and they decided, well, we've already used it, and there's several. I, I could perf, I could see it perfectly well as, as just we've already used the name. Fuck it. There's several other to choose from. Yeah. Mm. But anyway. Oh, good show. Uh, hopefully, you'll find that this was a good show. Uh, yeah, we are we're, DC we're, we're complimenting Legends of Tomorrow, not our own, not our own attempts at yeah. showing. <laughs> good show, Jason. There, I've done it. Show, old chap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are DC on screen. You can find every episode at dconscreen.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and so many other places. It is ridiculous, and there's going to be plenty of shows coming up. You know, unless one of us dies. And, you know, probably the other one will keep going on. I don't know. We'll do it for the other one. Anyway, that's weird. I don't, I don't want to talk about we'll that. We'll be all plucky. Um, <laughs> one for the gipper. <laughs> Gippers and kippers. That's what we talk about on this show. There you go. Um, that's what we're into. <laughs> we are a proud member of the <laughs> Giant Size Team Up Network. If you would so... Uh, so like you can go check out the marvel cinematic universe podcast with our friends matt carroll and jeff randall and they are our friends i don't i'm not just saying that just to say that hell i got a picture of me and matt on facebook go check that out and like us and fan us and do all the things that you're supposed to do Mm -hmm. you know to support us and and be like all and we'll be like and everybody will be all happy yeah i mean we still got like i'm so sorry we got a news episode coming up so he's sorry for all the kissing sounds and i am too because i've avoided (laughs) i've spent so much of my life around you and yet never had to hear you make kissy sounds and you've broken that trust today there's a first time for everything sir sometimes a betrayal has to happen right betrayable betrayal is inevitable in a in an infinite universe right for sure. I mean, you know, 
We're going to the multiverse now, man. Uh, everything is 100% probable. With that in mind, keep some DC on your screen. We'll see you soon.